Immure, more like Minure, am I right? Shitty music. Mike, that is brilliant on like eight different levels. We're off it, to a smashing start right now. Let's see how quickly it goes downhill. Uh, on the, you know what? Speaking of going downhill, welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And we are bereft of the presence of one Mr. Steven Trollinger, unfortunately, this episode. He couldn't make it this episode. He's very busy. Well, actually, we were all very busy. The one day that we would normally kind of all meet up to record a new episode was actually busy spent filming. Filming! Now, Exciting stuff, Nick! Mike, can you... All right. I know we're kind of trying to keep it on the DL, but can you give the listeners a little teaser about what we were filming? Oh, man. All right, Nick. I'll just give them a... You're making it sound like we did a porn. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Do not get confused. It is a parody soap The opera. Dong Topsy Report. <laughs> if you wanted to see porn parody versions of me... Well, actually, we played the porn parody versions of ourselves. <laughs> Basically, we fucked, and uh, we filmed it, and it's great, and it's going to be available exclusively to our Patreon subscribers. By the way, we're also announcing we're launching our Patreon. Oh. Specifically oh. to see the three of us fuck. No. God damn it, Nick. That's exactly you're, what we did. We can move gonna, on to the song gonna, now. Okay. Get, here. Nick. You are going to get that one fan super riled up. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to our one fan right now who is furiously masturbating. <laughs> uh, we see you and we appreciate you. <laughs> Cheers. No, so, what did we film? <clears throat> so... What we filmed was... Steve is so bummed he missed this episode, I'll bet. His head would be so far like into his hands right now. <laughs> but in the porn period, you don't want to know where his head was. <laughs> All right, no, anyway. So I was... <laughs> God damn it. We were filming a, uh, a web series I wrote... Uh, called Dairies of Our Lives. It's a it's a <laughs> you soap, say porn parody. It's a soap opera parody. Yes, of the days of our lives. Uh, essentially, all you need to know is uh, it's everything a soap opera is, except one of the main characters is a giant carton of milk. And that carton of milk is played by Mike Russell. <laughs> and I, uh, listeners, first off, please follow. Um, the Song Topsy Report and Dapper Devil Productions um, on Instagram, please. Uh, Dapper Devil Productions being our production co- umbrella company, uh, because we have photos of Mike in this giant life-size <laughs> milk carton costume, and it is fantastic. <laughs> it is this giant human. I, I will post soon the video of you getting out oh, of getting the Because <laughs> it's a production. It's like trying to watch a knight be unmounted from his horse. The armholes were in a in a place that it's just, you know, you kind of got to wiggle. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy wiggle and wiggle body. out. <laughs> um, but getting on to more musical topics. Yes, uh, yes. Today we are discussing the, as you know, Mike, they're technically a metalcore band, but uh, called a mirror. But I... The, the genre that I kind of find that they best fit under is brocore, which is a genre I made up. I love this title of core you have chosen, Nick. It really strikes a chord with me, you know? Because brocore, <laughs> now, I feel like this brings the right kind of imagery to mind for what this band is. Amir is 
so personal story. Uh, my yeah, first yeah. experience with this band was seeing them live. Oh, so you've you've seen you've seen this. I have crap seen this. Music I have action. seen this band live. Uh, <laughs> not intentionally. Uh, it was, I believe, Mayhem Fest 2013. I want to say. Oh. Okay. So while I was at the music festival, you know, there are multiple stages. And so I kind of stayed for a lot of bands just as, you know, I was waiting for other bands I wanted to see. And Amur, the band that we were discussing today, uh, was one such band that was playing. And as soon as they started playing, I was immediately not impressed. They, not, not impressed, Not Nick, impressed. Because huh? here's the thing. Well, one thing I like bad about... Bad first impression, just like... Very bad first impression. Because <laughs> one thing I like about metal, especially compared to other genres, is a lot of times the bands put effort into the appearance. It's theatrical, you know? They're 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 looking scary. They put all sorts of like stage props on. And like they go that extra mile. Um, Amir came out Looking like a bunch of guidos. Wait, so so they got the hair gelled up. They got the the pop collars. They got the uh, the khaki shorts. Uh, it, oh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, guido, Staten Island trash. Uh, technically, they're from Queens, actually. Then right where we are right also now. Also, they had the button ups. No, they <laughs> actually. So I mean, uh, polos. <laughs> <laughs> either <laughs> Mike's just naming different articles of clothing. Is apparently I'm not being specific <laughs> enough. So. uh... Backwards baseball caps, T-shirts that are way too big for oh, them. Um, those kind of guidos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the moment the moment that struck me when I realized this was not just a bad band, this was something that was special, was when the vocalist, who we will get into uh, in great depth during this episode, uh, introduced one song by saying, This next song is called Drug Dealer Friend! Without a hint of irony. No no irony there yet. <laughs> and at that point, I was... I was, I was I was interested. I was not swayed, but I'm like, I want to know more about this band. All right. I want to know more about the kind of person who would write a song called Drug Dealer Friend. I'm just trying to imagine what even the lyrics for something like that would be like. I give them money and we hang out and smoke some drugs, but that's not what it's all about. Because we're also friends. Friends with my drug dealer. Like you improvised a much better version than that. We're uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to get into the actual song we're talking about, but Mike, just because you brought it up, I will give you the lyrics to Drug Dealer Friend because they're very short. There's only um four lines to Drug Dealer Friend. The, the lyrics to Drug Dealer Friend go, I want to watch you suck his dick. I know you fucking love it, bitch. Do you see me now? Look into my fucking eyes. <laughs> and you know what, Mike? Thank you for bringing that up because I think that's the perfect little teaser for exactly what you get with a mirror. Oh my god! First of all, is is this? Is, I mean, drug dealer. I don't even. There was no drugs involved. Uh, there was a lot of dick involved. There was. There's some cucking going on. See, Mike. Uh, see, you heard the title, and you you because you're such a decent, good person, you immediately gravitated toward the friendship aspect of the drug dealer yeah. friends. Uh, the vocalist, uh, who goes by the name Frank Palmery, he goes by that because I think that's his actual name, uh, he chose to go with a more, um, I want to say misogynistic rap because that's what a lot of their music entails. In fact, uh, let's play a little bit of the song we're talking about today. It's very tough to find just one bad Amir song to, uh, kind of break down, but let's discuss the, uh... Creatively titled? Creatively titled. No, R2 Deep Throat. Here's just oh a little bit of what God. you get with a mirror. <laughs>
What? What? Well, you know, I haven't heard a duet so beautiful since uh, Aladdin and Jasmine were on the carpet, Nick. Let me tell you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is some interesting, like, to, I, I kind of am trying to understand the screaming to get the attention re- he, real quick. Because it is only to get attention, you're 100% right. And then he, uh, and then he settles down, and then the, the other vocals pops, and he's like, all right, hey, baby, I'm going to come here and uh, sweet talk you for a second. Is that how you see this? <laughs> this is a, a seduction song. Because <laughs> when I saw the title, R2 Deep Throat, I just assumed this was like a uh, Star Wars Watergate crossover. <laughs> and I was very disappointed when the lyrics had nothing to do with Nixon's presidency or the extended universe of George Lucas. I'm... Yeah, and I'm just trying to imagine, and I don't want to put, I'm sorry if I put this in some listeners' brains, but how would R2-D2 even do that? You know what I mean? Does he have a, a special, like, <laughs> cock-sucking button on him? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what? R2-Deep Throat. You know, they're so dumb. Like, <laughs> this is, like... I think they want to choose something like that's gonna stick in someone's yes. brain. R two D two. Okay. Because R two deep throat, and here's a song that has nothing to do with. Yeah, Mike, <laughs> you are a hundred percent right. I hate this because this is it's it's wordplay technically, but without a hint of creativity because they don't talk about. Once again, Mike, I was Zero. so excited. I was so excited to hear about the exploits of the star. I thought this was gonna be like that. Like, uh, uh you weren't on that episode, but we did the. Uh, Star Wars Christmas album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to hear more music about R two D two, and we were not greeted with that. We were greeted with, uh, actually, those lyrics that we heard so far were, "I can see right through you." Now tell me, does that sound familiar? Question mark. Uh, now, now that I got your attention, he literally says it. He screams, <laughs> "Now that I got your attention." I just wanted to say I'm so flattered that you mentioned my name. You've been paying my bills for way too long. Sounds like your parents. Uh, and I'm so happy that you just... <laughs> and I'm so happy that you just can't stop talking shit. Uh, we're going to dive into the lyrics a little bit more. but uh... <laughs> He's not wrong. Okay. <laughs> so Amir's music uh, has... They're a metalcore band. But they've attracted a certain degree of controversy, mostly because the frontman has a very combative stance, I suppose, with everything. Just people, women, puppies. Well, especially women. So, <laughs> what you're hesitating over there? What's going on? Well, I'm trying to fi- I'm trying to figure out where to begin because, like I said, they the band has a fairly unremarkable history. They formed in 2003. Um, members from Connecticut and Queens, New York. Uh, they started, they got college s- bros hanging out. One guy got a guitar and he learned a couple notes and he was like, Hey guys, a couple notes is generous. <laughs> he, yeah. He, he learned three or four. So Amir, they got signed to a record label like a normal band would. They started put, out putting music. Um, a lot of their music though, di- uh, didn't do very well with the critics, but the bros, Mike, the bros loved it. The bros were all about, and I'll tell you what, they, they first first they saw the title. Well, did they have other clever titles like the one right here? What was uh some some from the earlier uh, the earlier stuff? Uh, this is completely impromptu, listeners, but I'm gonna give Mike some extra <laughs> some some other uh, song titles that this band has done because the one thing that bros love, as we all know, <laughs> is clever wordplay. Oh, it's a they factor. sure appreciate it. 
from their album Goodbye to the Gallows. They have the song titled You Got a Henna Tattoo That's Said Forever. That's deep, man, because the henna tattoo only lasts like two weeks. Oh, my. I guess I do it. They're not even going to talk about tattoos. They <laughs> just put, they literally wrote a sentence they thought was funny. <laughs> yeah. Did a song called I Only Mean Half of What I Say, which might be their cover for all the terrible <laughs> things that I'm about to tell you that they've said. Uh, Snuff 2, colon, The Resurrection. Oh, my God. Oh, but recently their song titles have taken a pretty, pretty drastic turn. Why would turn. the bros love that last one? Just because it's. I think they assume if they don't get it, it must be oh, too smart those, and those like poor, like, forsaken, idiotic bros. Oh, <laughs> bros need love too, Mike, and that's what Amir is there for. They also did a song called "Girls Don't Like Boys, Girls Like Forties and Blunts." Now that's a great title. <laughs> it's a great title it's a way of life hey listen all right you gotta give the ladies what they want nick i don't know what to tell you all right you got a couple blunts laying around or a couple 40s yeah you gotta <laughs> you gotta share the wealth well if you like that title uh the one <laughs> title that they did mike that uh had to that was so controversial that before the album came out they actually changed the title to untitled uh they did a song called <laughs> bring a gun to school now, you oh might my. be thinking, listeners... Oh, my fucking God. You might be thinking that that was maybe some incendiary title because they're trying to say something deeper about gun violence. Uh, the first four lines of that song are, Get it through your fucking head. All your friends are fucking dead. Yeah, they got what they deserved. Stop acting hard. You know it hurts. And he goes on to say, Holy fucking shit. I'm having too much fun killing everyone that you ever loved. All your friends are fucking dead. Well, um, geez, who do you think he's sending to, Nick? Why? Who is he, is he sending from his own personal experience with this one person? And you know, either way, it's bad to have a song titled Bring a Gun to School because uh, kids should be bringing guns to school, man. <laughs> yes, Mike. You know, that's a brave stance to make, but I agree 100%. Kids should not bring guns to school. But, Mike, I think you're giving them a little bit of credit because this is the same band that also released a t shirt line that had images of Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold from the, you know, the perpetrators of the Columbine massacre. Yeah. And the t shirt had the phrase, shoot first, ask questions last. Oh, my God. But all this is to say that they're shit stirrers. They're quote unquote controversial. And I usually, Nick, I usually like stirring the pot myself, but I feel like there's a certain grace you can go about it. Yes. And maybe evoking the Columbine massacre to sell t shirts isn't the Is that the graceful is that the grace part that you're talking about? That maybe they didn't quite have down? <laughs> Just missed the mark, Nick, yeah. <laughs> But as you might be starting to understand, uh, they have a problem with lyrics, especially. They're not particularly the most well thought out. The fact that uh, I'm just still baffled that, granted, you know, they were in their young 20s when, like, some of these songs came out. But this is still an adult man who wrote these lyrics. Uh, And they also don't like women, Mike. They They don't like women. They do not like women. It is a key pillar of brocore. Once again, this genre I've made up. Key pillar of brocore is to... uh, not like women and to make sure that you describe women using as many as much terminology involving words like 
slut and phrases like getting what you deserved as possible. Now, here's a question, Nick. Now, not to, you know, just just to play some like an idiot, some devil's advocate. Yes, please play devil's advocate here. Yeah. Um, now, Nick, um, I don't know what your bedroom talk is like, <laughs> but uh, on occasion, Nick, uh, people like to uh, share. Well, that's the thing. I feel is this guy just bringing his bed life out aside into the into song form? I feel like you should. I don't know. Well, considering one of the song titles is Solar Flare Homicide, I really hope not. Um. <laughs> nothing nothing gets me hot and bothered. Like a solar flare. <laughs> I can't argue that point either. <laughs> I'd be bothered and a little toasty. But no, Mike, I'm so excited for this. Uh, listeners, I've, I can't I've, even. I can't. I've, I've kept certain key details about the band history uh, hidden from Mike. Now, Frank Palmieri is essentially, he was the lyricist for the band. Right. right. Uh, wrote all the lyrics. But apparently, his behavior in the band got to the point where it was so bad, the rest of the band kind of reached a critical point. Now, Mike, I'm going to I'm gonna, show... I'm going to just... With, I hope everyone knows my defense of this man was <laughs> purely comical, okay? Because I'm very... No, Mike Russell does not actually endorse any of the opinions or uh, behavior of Frank Palmieri. I, am, I feel like you're about to lay a bombshell right now. No, this is hilarious. In fact, I'm going to... I'm gonna. Show Mike the title of an article that came out in 2015, and I want Mike. I want you to read the title of this article out loud. Uh, every member of Amur just quit except vocalist Frankie Palmieri. Every single other member of the band quit the band because he. They decided he was such a terrible person to be in a band with. In fact, the guitarist of the band, uh, Ben Leonetti, said an official statement. Quote, to see what Frank has is doing to me and my family's hard work is absolutely disgusting. He goes on to say that, you know, I still love all the other band members. And he says, but Frank is a disgusting human being. And I'm also a little let down that the band members would even let that piece of garbage call the song, bring a gun to school, not to mention their oh. management. But they just see dollar signs and your kids keep buying it. So sad. But I guess any publicity is good publicity. Frank's a demonic genius. And then to quote a lyric, quote, ask your girl what my dick tastes like was one thing, but this shit's just out of hand. (laughs) (laughs) He lost me a little on that last line, but what I loved is he was, they didn't kick him out of the band. They just all quit the band and left him as the only member of Amir. Which is, I don't know what's worse. Uh, I guess them all quit. (laughs) Then they, because then they don't have to deal with kicking you out. They're just like, that's true. We're quitting. Let, yeah, exactly. Uh, but let's get back into R two Deep Throat. So we already have a little bit of the story laid out. So as we said, the last line we left it on was, "You've been paying my bills for way too long, and I'm so happy that you uh, just can't stop talking shit." So he's happy about that. Seems odd. Oh, oh wait, I think. He just doesn't. He just scream that you can't stop talking shit. It's like a setup, Nick. He's gonna get her all, get her all warmed up for. Uh, oh, I'm just so happy, and then he fucking Frank screams, Pl- Nick. And he screams. No, 
Now, Mike, this is where the bros would be losing it because what you just heard was a breakdown. <laughs> now, a breakdown, there's a, there's a musical definition for it, but I find it's the point where uh, the music gets most annoying. Uh, <laughs> it's basically the point where the song is going in one tempo, it abruptly stops, and then it reaches that point like it does there where all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, we're supposed to be banging our heads now. And then you start head banging and moshing. Right. Which is always a, that's which, a good time. Which is one of the core tenets of bro core. If you're not if you're not moshing, you can't you can't have you have to make sure that the lyrics are always aggressive and they can't ever have any nuance to them because that might make the bro start thinking. And if the bro start thinking, the bro stop drinking. <laughs> and when they stop drinking, the moshing stops. Exactly. Moshing. You know it's a good bro core concert when it is just a constant, like a whirlpool almost, angry mosh pit of teenage white guys with a lot of pent-up aggression <laughs> that they can't get out in any constructive way. And if they're hearing lyrics reinforcing that women are terrible objects, all the better, you know? Because that's, that's, that's what bro is all about. <laughs> He says, I keep cashing checks, snapping necks, so keep running your mouth. And that's great. You know, he's in the band of Mira, but they still get paid bi-weekly. So he can just direct, he has, he has that set up, so it just is direct deposit. I mean, other than the snapping necks part, neck parts, I do exactly the same thing. I, I cash my checks. Actually, I don't cash them. I usually, I usually, I don't see cash very often. I use Apple Pay. What? Well, if you ask me, Nick, it sounds like he really wants this woman to keep talking. He's encouraging freedom of speech, equality. <laughs> keep running your mouth. Please keep running your mouth. As is your right as a equal. Actually, my, I, I think old Frankie has got so many grudges with different bands. Actually, fun little tidbit for li- uh, long-time listeners, uh, Frank and, uh, I'm brain farting on his name, but the vocalist from Attila, they really don't like each other. They oh. wrote diss tracks, hip-hop diss tracks back and forth to each other for a minute. We might do a whole episode oh, we, just on those I would two. love to but, know some, some alumni, <laughs> like... <laughs> but like all normal... Battles. Like all normal, well-adjusted adults, Frank Palomari has trouble getting along with people. So almost all of his songs, it's almost like there's some kind of common denominator between him and every argument and grudge he has. There's something that links all of them. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I feel like if he does find what that common link is, he'll identify the core problem and the the root of the bro core problem, Nick. Exactly. So I think that the song is actually referencing some grudge he had with someone. Oh, no. It might not be direct. No, no, it could be. Sure. It could keep be grudge in a woman. Mouth. Can't stop talking shit. Keep running your mouth. Oh, so he's <laughs> he's a little self conscious about the money. He is. Oh wait. So you think it's like, hey, I keep cashing checks. <laughs> oh, no, for for sure. <laughs> it's like if you were conf if you were confident in your financial stability, you wouldn't feel the need to brag about it. Mm-hmm. That's what I always say. It's a fact, Nick. It's a fact. (sighs) Now look, it was 2009, so I can maybe give him a break. But he just said, I keep them shook crews running like they supposed to. So you better watch out, Mike. He's he's a bad boy. I don't know, Nick. It's like, 
shuck. Oh, there's there's shuck. The crew, the shuck. It's a it's a mighty. something like a, like a foreman in a construction setting. <laughs> this, he this. goes to the union leader. Listen, the crews are the crew is shook. <laughs> they just can't they just can't work under these conditions. After like like a freaking uh, yeah, there was a near miss. So some some drywall fell down and felt precariously close to Gary over there. I was and now Gary, Gary, of course we know the same crew members. Like... They're great. Gary is great, guys. Seriously, um, we're not sponsored or anything by him, but listen, get Gary to do all of your home renovation if you can. He does a beautiful job. He really he gets does. shook easily. He gets shook. So just be careful. Yeah, he, uh, he's got some PTSD around the drywall. Some PTSD. Some PTSD. Wait, one more time. Post-traumatic stress drywall d- disorder. <laughs> it's very niche, but it exists. No. It's, it's totally true. But guys, bottom oh, line, no. Ga- Gary's an upstanding person. He's so upstanding, he'll make sure that all four walls to whatever structure you're trying to build are also upstanding. I'm just kind of bummed that stupid Amir had to chronicle the worst moment of his life. You know, and he got shook. It's not right to bring up Gary's construction trauma, okay? And Amir's really got to tighten it up, man. He's never going to make it into today's society with aggressive lyrics like that. I know. What did Gary do to Frankie? Just an honest man making an honest wage. Listen, I can understand Frankie not getting along with that Attila guy. He kind of seemed like a little bit of an asshole. But Gary, the construction worker, is just A-OK. <laughs> and, and, and then they ran. They all ran away. And Frankie said that's what they were supposed to. Yo, man. Gary's got... He's got a weak heart, man. He shouldn't be running, yo. No. His doctor told him to take it easy, okay? Gary probably shouldn't even really be working in construction. He's a very fragile, scared, timid man. But he's a he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart, and he cares about the little man. He does. Something you, Frankie, wouldn't know anything about. Oh, oh disgusting. I've never been more angry with a mirror than I am right now, Mike. I didn't. I didn't realize. <laughs> He's. I didn't realize the Muir. <laughs> I didn't realize the Muir was sending to tourists or stuck at Penn Station. <laughs> Don't know where the hell they're going. <laughs> yeah, he just said, "I can see it inside your face. You're in the wrong place." I don't know. <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, another he's, a, place you he's a New Yorker. I mean, I, I, I have been that person in Penn Station wandering around. And if Frankie had come up to me and maybe not yelled, but just told me, I can see inside your face you're in the wrong place, that would have been helpful. I want to take the oh, Long Island. thank you. I thank wanna, you so much, Amir. I want to take the Long Island Railroad, but I'm stuck in the NJ Transit section. Can anyone, can <laughs> anyone help Hello? me? Hello? Hello? Hey, I can see in your face. You're in the wrong place. Yeah, go down an avenue. Come on. <laughs> okay, yes. If he followed up by giving me directions, yes. If he just left it on, you're on the wrong place, and then just wandered and went about his daily tasks. Going to, like, band practice or whatever. Every freshman at orientation he's talking to, it's just like... <laughs> I don't so, know so, why I think this so, is so, so funny. So, I just... So he's got his backpack, you know, he's got his paperwork with him. He goes up to what looks like an RA... 
and just says, you know, uh, excuse me, sorry, I'm, 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 looking for, I'm looking for the campus center. Do you know where it is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, where you know, do I go? <laughs> you know, Mike, um, I was on vacation recently, and uh, we were in uh, the Dublin airport. And in Dublin, they actually have this section, they have this pre-screening section where if you're a U.S. citizen, you can essentially get screened ahead of time so you don't have to, like, wait in line when you get back to JFK. Oh, right now, It was right great. Now. And so... Um, we saw this one section, but there's some ambiguity because there's an American flag, but it wasn't saying specifically where. And we went up to one of the flight attendants and we said, excuse me, are we in the right place for the pre-screening for uh, the TSA? And they replied, Nick, Nick, so... Uh, true story. Yeah, 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 true fine. story. I was uh, I was trying to get to a Dabber Devil meeting uh, at Champion Studios. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I ran into uh, I ran into the 39th Street. Uh, yes, this Ch- is a Champion, true story, by Champion the way. Champion Studios. And I ran and I, and I saw Kim's name on the board and I and I, it was like room 29 and I ran to room 29 and I, and I whip it open and there's some ballerina dancers in there and they said to me. <laughs> Like yeah. all in unison? Yeah, and uh, you know, it turns all out all in unitard. Uh, all in unitard. <laughs> oh, oh, good one, Nick. No, but it turns out there's a second Champion Studios on 29th Street. Yes, and then like 20 minutes so, later, you got there. Yeah. And you made it okay. Yeah, you made it okay. You made it okay. Wow. But uh, yeah. What no, a universally they, applicable song. They, they, yeah. <laughs> <So stupid. laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, but then they go on. All right, now that lyric got me excited at first because he just said, I implore you to comprehend I'm more machine now than man. And I thought, finally, we're going to get to the Star Wars. <laughs> it's coming. It's that's coming. A, that's a Darth vader That is obviously a Darth line. Vader. That is, that is a post-Anakin Obi-Wan battle where he lost his limbs and became more machine than man. Yeah. Clearly the R2 deep throat and, and once again, Watergate, I'm assuming. I, it was either porn parody or Watergate. I chose to go with Watergate. Well, at this point in the story, Nick... And, and it is a story. I would believe that Darth Vader is about to fuck R2-D2. You think Darth Vader is going <laughs> to fuck R2-D2? Uh, but face fuck him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you for clarifying. I thought it was going to be gross at first, but thank you. It's... Nick, okay. He's fucking R2-D2. But don't worry. He's face fucking him. <laughs> it's a whole different base, okay? I find your lack of my penis in your mouth disturbing. Leia, I am your stepfather. (laughs) (laughs) But Mike, once again, I was sorely disappointed because I think that, and this is shocking because I'm actually- Baba fetish. (laughs) That was really good. That made me very happy. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm, I'm glad you did that because I, I hate to say this, Mike, because I actually have to give Amir the slightest bit of credit in this one section of the song. I think this is the only 
a Muir song, at least in my experience that I saw, where they used a metaphor. Because I think when he says, I'm more machine than man, he's not literally talking about Anakin's descent to the dark side. He's metaphorically saying that he's become more machine than man. You see. Oh, because now instead of being a free will thinking, living, breathing, wild organism of man he is now in the 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 cycle of life that's the 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 uh, the nine to five job the grind yes where his paychecks are being reliably deposited <laughs> he's reliably getting paid though. that's great yeah, he was just bragging about it now he's the second guessing that bragging and feeling like oh, oh God. i'm a machine now all i do is i just crunch the numbers Wait, so you're saying this isn't bro-core, this isn't just tough guy macho posturing, this is actually a very introspective delve into what it means to be a cog in the corporate machine. This is a count-core, Nick. This is a count-core! <laughs> Those accountants out there, work on that daily grind! No, that genre is called core curriculum. Oh, oh that's right, that's right. <laughs> wow. And I'm, Mike, I, you know, I felt like we were a little bit negative about... Poor old Frankie in the beginning, but maybe we didn't give him enough credit because He's if, he, so if, he, if, if he has the awareness to know that he is, like I said, a proverbial cog in the machine, then maybe he's maybe he's more aware of you know society in general. Wow, you know, I, here I feel a little guilty judging you know so hastily. You know Egg on our face, Mike. You're so vain. Now, listen, I'm all about core, all of them, you know, the metal, that scene, but, um, that, and, and, um, and you can quote me on this, Nick. Yes. That does not excuse you to butcher a song for no reason. Listen, if you're going to be a lyricist, sing. Oh, what the fuck was that? It didn't even sound cool. He didn't even growl it. I know. He just stumbled over some words like he's talking. Like, that's, I mean, it's just, it has, it shows zero talent. And it's garbage. <laughs> I mean, that's. Mike, Mike, you know, you're preaching to the choir here. I, th that, uh, that little section, because I, I also, when I was listening to it on my own, pause that section, because that was the. We've covered quite a few songs on this podcast. We've done quite that a little few. section. There was the most rhythmically brain damaged section. <laughs> I feel like we've ever covered. You can't. It's not in any time signature. You can't bob your head to it. You know what? Just, listen to it again. again. Yeah, we hear that again. We got to. That was that was something special. <laughs> You're so vain. Awful. Now, Mike, you might be shocked to hear this, which is why I'm so glad you're sitting. But uh, Frank Palmieri, once again, without a hint of irony, although you know what? I say without a hint of irony, but as we've established, maybe he's actually a little bit more societally aware. Is that a word? It is now. Societally aware than we give him credit for. But without a hint of irony, do you know what he said one of his influences was? What's that? Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit. You know what? 
there, oh, what line was it? Uh, you come around, but you never come close to sounds. I was gonna say that. You sound never, like, you come around, but you never come close to. You'll play that. Yeah, I'm telling you. Tell me, you can hear it. You can totally hear it. Mm, that was <laughs> dirty and iambic pentameter. Mm, dirty. Oh my god. Damn, Frank be dirty. <laughs> dirty for that limp biscuit. Mm, it's not dirty to me. <laughs> breathe in, now breathe out. Hands up, now hands down. Ooh, ooh, yeah, more like that. Tell me what you're gonna do now. Okay, roll and roll and roll. Why was the title of Fred Durst's autobiography not called Talk Dirty to Me? Ugh. Somebody dropped the ball on that campaign. <laughs> Just like Shaggy Too Dope drop kicked him. Yeah. Oh, oh, so many references to Fred Durst right now. So many. It's amazing how much Fred Durst has worked his way into so many artists we've covered. Yeah. He is the linchpin of the Song Topsy Report. <laughs> this song is about you, don't you? So much for plagiarism. So much for you, it's a rap from your mouth. Now, Nick, now correct me if I'm wrong, because mm-hmm. I think, you know, sometimes there's some good talk bits, portions, the songs, you know. Uh, it's a seasoning that if you sprinkle a, appropriately. Would you say... In the metal core or whatever community, I think the metal community is the, the correct term, right? Sure. Sure. That when you break it down like this at the end, mm-hmm. you're a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know that? Nick, uh. we are dealing with metal people who scream like the devil. <laughs> and it sounds like that. Play a little, play again. So much for plagiarism. Damn And then he he almost grabs her a second. Like, so much for you to waste your time breathing in my mouth. That's a 100% accurate impression. <laughs> it's like, growl or not, buddy, stop faking it. Well, that's why so many people don't, because metal bands don't do this. Like, there's never like the spoken word hip hop breakdown end section of a metal song. Amir, you know what? They, they, they are innovators in that sense. Innovators. <laughs> but wait, Mike, are you saying that, Mike, all, all I want to know is are you saying, do you have the audacity to be accusing Frank of just tough guy posturing? Nick, I call him. Like, I see him. All right? All right? This guy's so confused. He doesn't... And the insecurities are relevant. He's got to tell people he's cashing checks. Don't worry about me. I got, I'm getting the checks, okay? I just, file my tax returns early. Just back off, all right? Back off, Dad. Wouldn't it be great if he accidentally said Dad at one point? You keep running your mouth, Dad. Wait, so no, we can no. cut that. We can edit that out, right? <laughs> I'm not just reaching out for love right now. Oh my God, is Amir just reaching out for love? Is that where every song is really about? I'm one machine, the man, man. I just need some love. That does sound man. like angsty teen poetry. It is. Oh my God.
He's uh, drawing like Bumblebee, but like putting his <laughs> taping a photo of his face over it. <laughs> Bumblebee's an Autobot. And then as he slowly puts the photo of his face over it, but I'm the one who's more machine than man. Frankie, what are you doing in there? Mom, leave me alone. <laughs> Yo. And then and then you come around, but you never come close to me. That's what he's trying to say, Nick. That's where the harp music starts coming in. I can see it in your face. You are in the wrong place. Mike, don't spoil the last I section. I implore you to comprehend. I'm a machine man. So just love me, maybe, for who I am. That's what he's trying to say, Nick. That's... Mike, that is verbatim the last minute of this song. You're right. There's that shocking turnaround where the acoustic guitar comes in. Wow. So much depth. What an emotional roller coaster for one short song. Now, the know that short song, we're actually uh, rapidly approaching the end of it. So. That That's someone asking for an ass kicking. <laughs> that's Wait, Mike. fucked. I'm gonna that ask- is that is fucked, man. I'd be oh ooh. <laughs> Mike, I'm gonna ask you a question, but I want you to answer it with exactly the first thing you just said. How would you describe Frank Palmieri? Frank Palmieri, one thousand percent is begging for an ass whooping. I'm not listen, folks. I, I'm not. I'm not advocating violence. I'm not saying I, Mike Russell, I'm gonna go kick someone's ass. I'm not saying that. I am saying that anyone who says that is looking for an ass kicking. That's all I'm saying. Because once again, Mike, I asked this question earlier in the episode, but I have to say, what sort of normal, well-adjusted adult writes that? Oh, Nick. Now, I, now this is weird because of what I just said, Nick. Yes. Now, as much as that, I mean, that's abhorrible, <laughs> abhorrent. But I like abhorrible. It's a new word. <laughs> you heard it here on the Song Tops Report first, folks. <laughs> but what a great dig! Holy shit. I mean, if you want to make somebody red in the face. Or in R2-D2's case, red in the circuits. Nick, if I found out (laughs) that I'm yours, Dick. The whole bands? They just, they shared one dick, that's right. Fucking Palmaris, Franco. Fucking Palmaris (laughs) sounds like the dirtiest Staten Island fast food chain. Hey, come on down to fucking Palmaris. Fucking Palmaris. <laughs> no, um, no, um, Nick, you don't have happy sex after that information. <laughs> you have dirty. They don't, they don't, you have dirty, raunchy, disgusting. You know what? And then everyone feels dirty. You take a shower, and then you feel better about it. <laughs> like that's you need to get. Mike, this is very specific. Did this situation happen to you <laughs> no, at no. any point? I'm just imagining. I don't know. Or at the same time, who gives a shit? 
Why, why would you even ask her? Who cares? It's her life. You know, yeah. Her body, her choice. I know. Yeah. Yeah. What if he's asking Gary this? Poor Gary. Oh. Who just wanted to build a house. Who's suffering who's just, from the He's suffering enough this. as it is. I really, I, but you know what? I wouldn't put it past Frankie. To be perfectly frank. And his career was flipping. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he says your career's flipping. He literally flips boards to build houses. <laughs> he, he flips the houses. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, in the lyrics, when they say your career is flipping, so do me a favor, the next time you see her, ask your girl what my dick tastes like. I, he might be talking to Gary, which is really kicking him. Oh, a- my. Kicking him, boy, man, when he's down. <laughs> All right, so... The song pretty much ends there. A little bit more opportunity for the bros to mosh. Uh, but yeah, that is R2 Deep Throat by Amur. <laughs> I can't. Again, clever, funny name. Bad delivery. Real- but. Oh. That, that 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 that's 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 Mike's rating of the song. <laughs> really clever setup. Oh, but they just kind of swung and missed on the punchline. <laughs> and a big old meatball right on the tee, man. It couldn't hit it. But um, but it was um. Uh, I learned I learned some things. I learned some things about myself. It's great. <laughs> Every Amir song is a journey of self discovery. <laughs> so bad. Oh no! Should we try again? No. <laughs> No, it's just I, I struggle to maintain, like I said, this facade of almost like ironically defending it. But then it's just it's so bad. I mean, it's <laughs> well, did you did, but did you see the uh, the new compilation album they're featured on? Now, that's what I call toxic masculinity. Volume seven. Tell me, tell me you just made that up. That's so funny. <laughs> You'll hear other great song topsy classics such as Jailbait by Ted Nugent, About That Life by Attila, and many more. What was that Freaks one? Yeah, Freaks, Freaks by, by Broken, Broken Side. Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guys, thank you so much for um, coming along with us on this journey of self-discovery. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We've been getting some uh, very great very touching literally touch i i would i would go as far as to say touching reviews uh that you guys have left which we really really do appreciate um and we mentioned Depper devil production before a production company please check out the other podcasts that we have on that uh chris tries to review wine and the thing that happened this week and stay tuned for more updates on the web series that we've been working on dairies of our lives uh and you can find me personally at nick brigadier on twitter and instagram and mike russell Yes, uh, you can see my stuff at MrMikeRussell.com. That's Mr. MR, or on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's Mr. MR.DOT. And yeah, like Nick said, please leave a review. You know, it does only takes a second. I've made a New Year's resolution myself that uh, things I appreciate, whether it's a nice restaurant or or good service from, uh, you know, when they ask you for a little survey after you get some help yeah. from uh, Verizon, you know, uh, give it a review. You know what? If you enjoy something enough and you're and you're all about it and you've got to get uh, something out of it that it's it's such a small little thing that means so much to my boy Nick here. His heart swells, folks. 
It's like, oh, the hard work is worth it. So if you're listening in, get on there. Type in a little a little something, something. Mike, that was unambiguously just a very nice, beautiful thing you just said. <laughs> and uh, Amir, bringing podcasters <laughs> together since 2019. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, if you want to email in what you wish your dick tastes like. I mean, no, <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> now think about it, Nick. <laughs> uh, if we've already established Warren Buffett's dick tasted like what was oh, what was that? Oh, did we already? Was that already a question? So that's yes. A one. Wow. <laughs> Who would have thought the first repeat question Mike poses would be, "What do you wish your dick tasted like?" <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, if you could be. <laughs> okay, if you could be half... What do you want, Gary, to build for you? If you could be more some... Oh, what do you want? <laughs> oh, Gary. He does landscaping. He can do sheds. He's done above and underground pools. He really does it all. Just no sudden movements. <laughs> uh, or if you could be anything more than man. That wasn't machine. What would it be? It's <laughs> <laughs> a very philosophical question. I think I'd be. I'd be. Wasn't that a Britney Spears song? Not yet a man, not quite a machine. No longer a man, not quite a machine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't even think there is. I'm trying to imagine. Like what would you Mike mean? has posed a question he himself cannot oh, I answer. I guess you could be a minotaur, right? That kind of, that's like half. Bu- All right, would I be a minotaur though? No, I'd be a lizard man. I already know this. Like, like what are you talking about? It's the same thing half I'd be man, half man. machine, all minotaur. <laughs> what? No, it's the most confusing movie poster I've ever seen. <laughs> Machinotars. Uh, and this is the part where Steve would be removing his head from his hands and saying that you can find him at Your Man Trollo and tweet at him. You know, he writes some clever stuff there. He is funny. He yes. is He is funny. Probably. He was also in Dairies of Our Lives. He is. Oh, I won't say his character. No. It's, it's, no. Let, 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 let. <coughs> You'll keep, see. Keep a little secret. You'll see. You'll see. I'll, I'll get to the episode. He's in episode three. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but guys, thank you so much for joining us. I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And we will see you next week. Take care.